0: Welcome to episode 49 of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast.
1: Hey guys, it's great to have you back with us today.
0: Well, We are just coming off of an incredible weekend. We were able to spend the weekend with some amazing couples in Duluth, Minnesota.
1: We had so much fun. I mean, that was awesome. We did. It was such a great time.
0: We were able to do a Loving the Fight marriage conference. Absolutely. And
1: Dom, but here's the thing. Where on earth is Duluth, Minnesota? Oh,
0: it's gorgeous area. It's right on Lake Superior. It's up in northern Minnesota, but... Just, if you've never been to Lake Superior, I would highly recommend it. It's an amazing area. One of the, Beautiful.
1: One of the largest freshwater lakes in the entire world. Right. So much of the world's freshwater is right there. Yes. And Duluth and Lake Superior. So, so cool.
0: So we're in this amazing, beautiful city, but then we got to be with this incredible, oh, you know, all these people, all these couples yeah. at the Loving the Fight marriage conference. It was incredible.
1: Yeah. And it's just so much fun just focusing on marriages, focusing on marriage topics, but also like results and yep. solutions. And just really trying to help all of us, including ourselves. Yep. It was so much fun. And honestly, if you're out there and you would like to host a Loving the Fight marriage conference at your church, just go to our website, lovingthefight.com and reach out to us. Let us know.
0: Yeah, we'd love to come. Well, on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about generosity. And to start it off, I just kind of wanted to tell you a quick story. About 10 years ago, I had a medical emergency and I needed to have emergency surgery and I was in the hospital for 9 days recovering
1: and it was pretty intense yeah. i mean you literally almost died don it yeah. was crazy it,
0: it was a rough surgery i when i came home i was on bed rest for about a month but i remember that month and i was just just in awe of how many people kept coming over to our house over and over again and they would bring us meals. They offered to take care of our kids and to clean our house. Whatever we needed, they were there, yeah. man. They wanted to be generous and they were so kind and it
1: blew us away. It was crazy. I mean, we've never in our lifetimes had our refrigerator that full no. or our pantry. There was so much food in our freezer and refrigerator, but some of the best food and just kindness and gifts. Yes. People were just showering us with love through uh, their generosity and their kindness. I know.
0: I will always remember their generosity. Like it just stuck out like crazy. Well, marriage can be a balancing act of what feels like tons of different things. When you first get married, it just feels like you're going to love each other and build a life together. Right, Travis? It does. Two simple ideas, like just love each other and build a life together. Then you get married and you realize that you have very different personalities, very different ideas from how you're raised by your parents. Then you also have two very different attitudes about life, styles of managing money, views on parenting. I know we have different views on parenting or we did before we had kids, and even different ways you may connect with God. Then on top of all (laughs) of those things, you have car insurance, life insurance, health insurance, doctor's appointments, vacations, student loans, choosing a home, choosing friends, deciding where to worship, buying clothes, shopping for groceries, cooking food, buying a home, taking care of your home. And the list goes on and off, and it's so exhausting.
1: It goes on and on. <laughs> we could have added
0: so many things to that So many list. things. Life can be exhausting and overwhelming, and so can marriage. It's no longer just, you know, we're getting married to love each other and to build a life together. There are so many things behind those two statements.
1: Yeah, Don. And as we think about generosity, and that's really part of what we're talking about today, could generosity be a missing link in your marriage? I think one of the traps that we may fall into as individuals, but even one that we might continue to fall into as married couples is building our lives and forgetting to help build other people's lives. Yeah, if it's
0: easy to kind of not think about others because we're so busy.
1: <laughs> it's so easy. And building a life together, like you just talked about, takes so much hard work, so much focus that in order to be successful, it feels like at times that you almost have to forget what's around you yeah. and go hard at building wow. the perfect life. But therein lies the trap. I mean, again, it's not a terrible thing to want to be in love and build a life right. together. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's what brought you yeah. uh, you know, to the place of saying, I do, but if it becomes too self-focused, then it's a trap. Right. And it's the worst kind of trap. The trap could be called selfishness, and it might have laying in it at the bottom things like hedonism, excessive entertainment, greed, and maybe even a bit of narcissism, mm, if yeah. we're truly honest. So it's easy to be so consumed with wanting a great life for ourselves and our marriage that we can become so self-focused that we forget that one of the best, one of the most gratifying, most maturing, and most fulfilling things in life is this thing called generosity. And
0: it's funny because I, I think we want to be generous, but then life can be, get so busy. And so sometimes we just don't think about others.
1: Yeah. And I think part of what happens is we start to implode. We are yeah. so focused on our own marriage and building our own life that we it starts to crumble it from does. the inside out. And that is why the most important question in marriage isn't, what do I get? But it's, what can I give? Oh,
0: I, I love that. Isn't it if awesome? If we could only I mean, have that mindset. To yes.
1: live that way, to yep. think that way, to breathe that way. I, I, and really, it's, it's, it's generosity. Right. The question of how to build generosity in your marriage is just keep asking, what can I give? What right. can I give? Not what do I get? Generosity is never self-focused. It's recognizing the needs of others and meeting those needs. And it's even recognizing at times, the wants and others who have nothing, and then meeting yeah. their wants. So Don, just for fun, let me ask you a question. Who do you think would be happier? A person who works really hard to hang on to everything that they have and everything that they'll ever get, or a person who only keeps what they need but gives much of their extra to enhance the lives of others?
0: Obviously, the second of the two. And why do you think that? Honestly, for one thing, the first person, it'd be exhausting to try to hang on to everything. I mean, you can actually have too many things, but then I don't think you would ever feel fully fulfilled. Like there's something about being able to give and to bless others and be generous that makes life fulfilling.
1: Yeah. When you're addicted to the concept of more... And greed, it's really, I love what you said. It's like impossible to feel fulfilled. And you nailed it. It's hard work to be greedy and selfish. It takes also a spiritual toll on our souls and it diminishes or destroys our happiness, our reservoir of joy. I uh, I wanted to give an example, and this is kind of strange actually a little bit, but I had a friend a few years back where I met him and just literally wanted to hang out with him. One of the funniest guys I know, we would meet up for lunch and I initiated it pretty often, and I remember after about six or seven times going out to lunch, one day he just kind of looked at me and he goes, I get it. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I get it. He goes, I, I understand it now. You like to use your time and your resources to forge relationships. And it was partly because uh, a few of those times, maybe out of the seven times I had paid for him, maybe three times for lunch. And and so, you know, I I was grateful that he was noticing that I was being intentional with my time and my money. However, I got his drift. I was sad because I think he believed that I was using the generosity of time and money as a tool to acquire something Aww. from him. Aww, yeah. I think, you know, he thought maybe I was going to be trying to ask him for this or ask him for that or, or something. But in reality, I literally just wanted to be his friend. Hmm. I mean, literally one of the coolest, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And so the idea of using my money or my time to network a friendship with him was a bit foreign to me. I like to network, but really because I like to build a huge network of real friends right. Um, I just really enjoyed his personality and his friendship. So to me, generosity should never be a manipulation tool to acquire friendships that somehow benefit us for ulterior motives. It should literally be an outgrowth of who we are as a person and because we serve a generous God.
0: Yes, I agree with you, Travis. You know, what? we definitely serve a generous God. And how do we know that God is generous? It's because of this. Think of the Garden of Eden. God made a beautiful garden called the Garden of Eden, and he gave it to Adam and Eve. Isn't that crazy? He yes. like
1: signed over the deed, handed it to him.
0: In the Bible, in Genesis 128, it says this, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish and the sea and the birds and the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath of life, I give every ge- green plant for food. And it was so, that's incredible. That's so cool. It's God gave wild. you know them the Garden of Eden.
1: God was giving it, all it to them, completely yeah. giving it to them. Hey friends, we'll get right back to the episode, but we just wanted to say if this podcast has encouraged you in any way, please consider sharing it on social media, leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. We'd also love to hear from you, so feel free to leave a comment. And for more information about Travis or Don Rosinger, go to lovingthefight.com.
0: We also know that God is generous because God gave us, his only son, Jesus. I mean, that is the most incredible gift ever. It says in John three sixteen, and this is a very familiar verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Again, the key word, yeah. he gave his one and only Unquestionable son.
1: Unquestionable generosity. Yes.
0: Again, God is such a generous God. And we know this, lastly, because God will give you a great reward one day in heaven for those who have chosen to follow him. Again, you have to choose to follow him he has this gift for you Matthew 25:34 it says then the king will say to those on his right come you who are blessed by my father take your inheritance the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world wow
1: i want to hear those words yep. one day i will hear those words and it's going to be because of the grace of God, but just obedience and loving yeah. God and, and then hanging on to the fact that he is generous. He's going to invite us in. It's going to be like the Garden of Eden all over again.
0: Those three things right there prove that God is a generous God. But you know what? God. He wants us as individuals and as couples, as married couples, to express that same character quality, where we place an emphasis on turning our backs on greed and being willing to give what. We have. Sadly, some people think money and possessions are more important than the generosity in a relationship with God, but that's just not true.
1: Yeah. And uh, again, Don, we're really talking about generosity. Is it the missing link in marriage? And it really can be because there's something so powerful about generosity. It's important. We need to make it important to be able to live a balanced life together, to make sure that our relationships as married couples are focused on helping each other, helping others, and not on possessions or on acquiring money. And that's what I love about generosity. It's especially important, again, in marriage. It's one of the biggest momentum builders in marriage. Why? Yeah. Because Don, when you and I live a generous life with people outside of our four walls, outside of our marriage, it makes us want to be generous with one it another. Does, yep.
0: It's very contagious. You, you're generous somewhere you're going to want to bring it into your own marriage too.
1: Yes. And so what is generosity? I think we just need to quickly clarify that. According to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, it's the quality of being kind, understanding, and not selfish. Wow. I'm so glad that it <laughs> yep. pointed that out. But at its heart, generosity is taking your eyes off of yourself and placing them on the needs of others. And that's hard to do. It is. Because I wake up in the morning and I'm kind of like a six-month-old baby. I want to feed myself. I want to get my coffee. I want a comfortable life. And it's hard to want to feed other people, but it's also sharing yourself with others. It's sharing the things that you value with others. I've actually done heard people say, well, I'm going to be generous and I'm going to give this away and I'm going to give that away. And you know, I really don't want it. I was going to throw it in the garbage, but I'm going to, I'm going to be generous and give it away. Well, let's be honest. That's not generosity. If you're going to throw it in the garbage, It's not generous to just give it to somebody. (laughs) See, generosity is giving to meet the needs of someone else without ever expecting anything in return. And when we are generous, we are saying no to possessions. And what we're really doing is we're saying yes to relationships and people. Jesus was teaching one day and he said, in Luke 6, 38, he said, give, and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And I have heard people, Don, over the years, they've used that scripture, those words of Jesus, and they've said, okay, so I'm going to give a lot so that it will be given back to me. Yeah. And that's not the way that I read it. Okay, Great. Maybe God's going to bless me, and that's a side benefit. But when I read this, I read it as a command. It says, give, and it will be given to you. In other words, Jesus is saying, be a generous person. Give. And so we believe, Don, you and I, of course, believe that being generous as a couple with those around us who are in need, it's also going to propel our marriage Uh, Forward, and we're going to be more generous with each other inside of the four walls of our home, inside of the walls, if you will, of our marriage.
0: I know we have definitely been the recipients of generosity. Like I know, even when we started writing this podcast, Travis, I'm like, "Who's the most generous person you know?" And we thought of so many names, so many. Just and all of a sudden, stories came back to our mind. Like you know what. We have been the recipients.
1: Really good people, by the way.
0: I remember one time our air conditioner unit went out on our house and it was a time in our life. We just didn't have a lot of extra money. I mean, we were doing fine, but not a lot of extra. And somehow we never even told, I'm not sure how this person found out, but somehow, you know, someone found out that we, our air conditioner went out and the next day on your desk was an envelope with our names on it with $2,500 cash that said written on it for an, air conditioner, air conditioner yeah and I remember looking at the envelope and going who gave this to us they were so generous crazy
1: crazy generous and crazy thoughtful and we no longer had to sit 95 degree no, temperatures no. and sweat I mean I was working for a not-for-profit yeah. a church so not not making a ton of money and so it was so kind of that person Out of nowhere, unsolicited. Oh, I
0: just cried because of the generosity. And I'm like, I want to do that one day for somebody else. It made you, motivated you to be like generous. I know there was another time, Travis, when someone walked into the church office with a bag and they literally set down a bag of $35,000
1: cash (laughs) and they
0: didn't want you to tell anybody, didn't want us to tell anyone who donated that money.
1: And that's why they brought it in. In cash. cash. They wanted to be anonymous. They didn't didn't want the church accountant. They didn't want anybody to know. And you know what was really cool? Is they were like, use this money to make a difference. Like, go do something in the community. They wanted it to have an impact outside of the church. And we honored that. But $35,000.
0: That's extreme generosity.
1: Who does that? Yes, (laughs) I know. I think the
0: banker questioned you. Remember when you got into the bank?
1: Where'd you get this money? Did you do a drug deal? No, no. But
0: it's just amazing. I really do feel like we've been blessed by generosity. But at the same time, you know what it's done? It's helped us get creative in different ways that we can be generous. And there has been times that we have been generous, you know, and sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it's hard, but sometimes you just know you need to do this. And something that, you know, that you feel better afterwards, you're incredibly grateful that you were able to bless somebody with a need or even one of their wants. Generosity in action is really a thing called altruism. And according to Psychology Today, It says this, altruism is acting to help someone else at some cost to oneself. It can include a vast range of behaviors from sacrificing one's life to save others, to giving money to charity or volunteering at a soup kitchen, to simply waiting a few seconds to hold the door open for a stranger. Mm. Often people behave altruistically when they see others in challenging circumstances and feel empathy and a desire to help. I know, Travis, you and I believe that altruism is generosity in action.
1: It completely is. We can talk about generosity, but until it becomes action, it isn't uh, real. And so altruism is how to describe generosity in action.
0: And I just love what psychology today says. This is amazing. Listen to it. This is the best part. Yes, (laughs) They go on to say that altruistic urges and behaviors are an important part of the glue that binds families and social groups together helping them to cooperate and thrive. And you know what, Travis, I totally agree with that. It is the glue that binds families and social groups together.
1: It really does. And it's so cool that they pointed that out, that a group of people, psychology today, who's, they're not even Christians. They don't even follow Jesus. Some of them might, but I mean, they pointed out an absolute truth. There's something that unifies two people together when they're helping others.
0: I know, Travis, you and I theorize that many marriages fail because they are built on selfishness and hedonism. They have missed the whole point of life, which is generosity. We need to be generous. And again, at times it's hard to be generous, but you need to be, it needs to be part of your marriage, a part of your life. If couples made generosity a huge focus of their life and marriage together, they would likely be kinder and more selfless towards each other. Because you, why? Your eyes are not focused on each other. They're focused on others. I love what Martin Luther King Jr. said. He says, Every man must decide whether he will walk in the light of creative altruism or in the darkness of destructive wow. selfishness.
1: Wow, that is so powerful. Yeah. So good.
0: So there are different areas of generosity. You know, how can we be generous? How are, you know, what is it? What do we do? There are also ideas for being generous. The first one is a serving How about, you know, maybe serving at your church or in your community? I know, Travis, you and I have built homes and churches in other countries.
1: Yeah, I know. Just building a house for a family who literally lived on a garbage dump in a house that was made out of pallets and cardboard. That right. was it. They had a dirt floor. Building that house forever changed my life. And then we built a, a church or helped build a yep. church in a town in a country where that town had never had a church yep. in the history of the world. It had never had one. A town of 3,000. That was so powerful.
0: Yeah. So serving is a great area that you can be generous in, but so is time. Giving of your time when you could be doing something else. I mean, honestly, there's a lot of nights, you know, of the week that, you know, you can just. Come on Netflix, or you can binge on something, or you can give that time, and you can be generous with that time. I mean, we can be generous with our resources, giving generously to those who are in need of money or possessions. You know what? I remember a random gift one time. Travis showed up off a thousand dollars in our mailbox. Do you remember that? It was an envelope. I do. And there it was, was a, mailed. To it us. was mailed to us. In um, there was a verse attached to it, and it was literally no one. They didn't leave their name. It was incredible. It was so generous. We can be generous relationally. How about just being a great friend to someone who is in need of a friend? There are so many lonely people out there and they're just looking for a friend. We can be generous with our talents, you know, loving people by sharing your talents with them, your gifts. Maybe, you know, maybe you like to play guitar. You know, how about just play guitar for a person yeah, or with yeah. a person? Or
1: even teach somebody how to yeah. play the guitar.
0: Um, you can share, your, you know, your knowledge, sharing insight with those who might not otherwise have access to your valuable wisdom. I mean, there's areas that you know about, Charles, that I don't know about. But when you share that wisdom with me, I'm so thankful. And the last one is sorrow and joy. The Bible says to weep with those who weep and to rejoice with those who rejoice. So share in the sorrow, share in the joy. Um, Winston Churchill, this is just an incredible quote. He said, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. I know Travis I want to make sure that we're making a life by what we give.
1: Yeah, it makes all the difference. And I I just think he nailed it. There's something about he's hitting that building a life. We can get so focused on building a life. We forget that it's really what we give that makes our lives.
0: I know generosity is how you treat your spouse by serving and loving them. But it's also how you view the world.
1: So how can generosity look in marriage? Right. Well, a, a couple ideas. We want to encourage you guys with these. Some ideas of things that you can do inside the four walls of your home in your marriage. First of all, cleaning up around the house, even when it's not your turn or responsibility. We're talking yep. about acts of service. Another idea would be sharing thoughtful words that are true about your spouse with your spouse. And I would add the word often, being verbally generous, yeah. practicing <laughs> verbalosity. Generosity could also be buying gifts for your spouse spouse or treats when they don't expect it. It could be giving affection like back and shoulder massages. It could be running your fingers through their hair or hugging them or initiating cuddling. Maybe generosity in your marriages, making sure their needs are always met first during sexual yeah. intimacy. I would recommend that yeah. for every marriage out there. It could be showering your spouse with attention, making sure that they know that they are important to you. We just wanted to give some right. examples. It
0: could be, you know, Leaving that last bowl of ice cream and letting your spouse <laughs> have
1: it. That's generosity. That's a tough one. That's more like a test. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's generosity, but definitely a test. There are
0: definitely ways that we can be generous, though, in our marriage to each other.
1: And I love ice cream, so yeah. that's tough. Uh, you never want to be generous, though, uh, to, to receive something in return. If you do, it's not generosity. It's manipulation. However, there are natural benefits that come from living a life of generosity. The payoff is that you're you're being obedient to God. It's also you're inspiring others. You're setting a great example. You can get to your deathbed with no regrets. And it's also a thing called reciprocal altruism. Psychology Today was talking about that. And it's interesting because you might never be looking for anything good to be coming back your way. But two things will happen with reciprocal altruism. One is that you'll just get a huge shot of joy and happiness from being so kind, but then the other part is that people will generally start to be really nice to you back, and that's not what you're looking for, but it actually happens. So here's the thing. Remember, the most important question in marriage isn't, what do I get? I mean, that's a marriage killer, but the missing link in marriage, generosity, is asking the question, what can I give? We Wanted to give you guys some really cool quotes this time. We came across (laughs) several of them. Here's one from Albert Einstein. The value of a man resides in what he gives... And not in what he is capable
0: wow, of that's receiving. Great. That's great. Well, we just want to encourage you guys to, to incorporate generosity into your marriage. You know, in between you as a couple, what can you, you know, how can you be generous to each other? But then as a couple, looking outward and saying, you know what, how can we be generous in the community, in our church, with our family? Well, we wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Wow,
1: it's so great to have you guys with us every single time. We can't wait to be with you next time.
0: Remember, guys, you got this. You can do it.
1: Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time.
0: Bye, guys.